Welcome to Wednesday night prayer time together. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you tonight and praising God with you. As we did last week, we're going to be interviewing different people from our church about how they have grown in their faith and how God has worked in their lives. Last week, we interviewed April Pearson. It was a wonderful time. Tonight, we have a special treat. We're actually interviewing my wife, Deanne Hayes, and she's going to talk about how she was saved, how the Lord's been with her and helped her through a tough time, and actually who was a big influence in her life and how much she loves to read God's Word. We went through the month of fasting and prayer last, last month, and now we're in this month now seeing what God wants to do with us as a church. I was excited last Sunday morning that Jane Grubb gave her heart to Christ, and we have a new sister in the Lord, so it's an exciting time for us as a church. I believe we keep pressing in to prayer, pressing in to seeking God and, and living holy lives before Him. God will continue to bless us here at this church. So without any further ado, I'm going to have an interview with my wife, Deanne, and she's going to tell you about her faith. And after that, I'm going to tell you about some people we need to pray for and just spend a few moments with you in prayer. I'm glad I'm able to talk to you today. I just wanted to share with the church your faith in Christ. I know that as your husband, I get the joy of watching you live out your faith every single day that we've been married together. Uh, but the church might want to hear about how you came to faith and what the Lord means to you. So we're going to start from the beginning. How did you come to faith and, and how did that happen? So whenever I was um, about eight years old, I went to a vacation Bible school and I uh, thought that if I just walked the aisle with a friend and confessed my sins, that that's all I needed to do and didn't really understand salvation. So later on in life, um, I'd made some bad decisions and hung out with some wrong friends. Um, my mom wasn't in church, my, either of my parents weren't in church, and so I had a godly grandmother that would take me to church. And so at the age of 19, I was living with my grandparents to stay away from the bad influences of my parents. And um, I was studying for a college exam and become convicted. Um, I was in church, I was trying to do my checklist, trying to go to church, trying to do all the things right. But in my heart of hearts, I knew that I didn't truly, truly know Christ. And so I was studying for a college exam, I was in nursing school, and um, the thought, if you were to die tonight, where would you go? Over and over and over, I could hear a still small voice. And so I went to my grandmother's bedroom, and I picked up the phone, and I called Pam Woods, which is a member of our church now. We were co-teaching the youth group at the time, and I said, Pam, I need to accept the Lord. And she said, I thought that you already knew the Lord and started laughing and I said, no, I'm being serious. And so she led me through the scriptures and I prayed to receive Christ. And uh, little did I know or think about it at the time, but I was saved in the place where my grandmother had prayed for me for 19 years. She would get on her knees beside her bed and pray for me and our whole family. And so that's exactly where I was, was on my knees at her bedside. And that's where God answered her prayers that she had prayed all those years. And um, so that's how I come to know the Lord. Well, that's usually how, it's amazing what God has done there and how he worked in your life and how he changed you. That's kind of the conversion experience. I always think it's very interesting to talk about what's happened after you become a believer. So in your life now, where, where does the Lord is in your life? Why have you seen him brought you through? Or just in general, 
uh, are you thankful you came to faith a long time ago? Oh, most definitely. I mean, the Lord has answered so many prayers in my life. To um, I would pray to ask for things, and the Lord would provide. And one of the things that I think about this map that's behind me about the time when we were praying about going back. We've been in Indonesia for four and a half years, but we were praying about whether we should go back on the mission field and when you were sick. And uh, God gave me the scripture in Isaiah 30. It says, even though I've given you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, which are your teachers, they will be your teachers no more. But whether you turn to the left or to the right, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And so the Lord kept giving me that scripture, like I would turn on the radio and that same verse would be said on the radio, on the Christian radio station. Or I would be listening to a sermon and the preacher would preach it. And usually the Lord gives me uh, the same scripture three different times and I know that he's trying to tell me something. And so that kept happening. And we took a step of faith, went to Malaysia. We didn't know where we were going to live. And we went to um, our subdivision and that we ended up moving into. But we knew that was God's leading because the name of it was translated the place of the dove. And, um, and so we go, we find a place to live, and we had someone come and measure for curtains, if you remember, and you, you were able to share the gospel with her for over an hour. Well, when she left, I um, said, I'm going to start unpacking. So I lifted up the uh, lid of the trunk of one of our 13 trunks that we moved over with, and I was like, oh yeah, my Christian calendar that I had bought before leaving because there you can't get Christian items and everything and so I pulled out the calendar and I went to hang it up and I was like oh this is November so let's see what the verse is for November and it was that same verse whether you turn to the left or to the right you'll hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it and the Lord just confirmed to me that we were exactly where God wanted us to be even though we had to take a step of faith and that we were to just walk in his ways there in Malaysia. So that's, that's one instance that God showed me that we were to be um, where we were supposed to be at that time frame in our lives. Now, just a quick question to follow up with that. You know, I know that we've been through a lot together. Can you describe one time in your life where you really felt God's hand upon you and helping you through a difficult time in your life? Um, I guess when you were sick that was a hard time and we were we didn't know what to do what doctors to go to and um, I remember going to the bathroom stall and just crying and saying Lord I can't do this I don't know what to do and the Lord would always I would say God I need a promise I need um, some type of scripture to stand on as I'm going through this storm and um, through that, the Lord gave me, um, I think it's at the end of Psalm 91, where it says, I will give him a long life and show him my salvation. And, um, and so I just claimed that you were going to have a long life and God was going to show us your salvation, that he was going to take care of you. And so because God had given me that promise, I was able to go through that trial when you were sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about influences in your life. You know, 
I think all of us needs to realize that we can, should put real good Christian resources around us. And it's one of those big resources is a person uh, in, in, the, in our lives that can speak into our life, in, in your life, especially in your younger life or even later on in life, uh, who has actually influenced you and who helped you grow in your Christian faith? Um, my grandmother was one of my godly influences. I got to see what a real Christian family, how they lived and, and everything by living with them those few years and how she prayed. And then I also um, had Pam Woods as a godly influence in my life. She was our youth leader and she would invite me out to coffee or um, she would invite me over to her house. Um, she would pour in God's word and gave me a hunger for God's word. And, um, and then also uh, a lady that I lived with, her name was um, Penny, and I worked with her. She gave me a thirst for God's word. She would just say, let's just sit down and read the Bible together. Because so many times you'll read the word but not really understand it. So she took the time to invest in me to show me how... Um, to read God's word and, and, and how to learn the meaning of God's word. So I'm very thankful for those people that took the time to um, pour into my life. So you're talking about reading God's word. I know that in your life, having your personal devotion time with God is very meaningful. Uh, can you explain why it is? Why is it so meaningful to you? Well, just like I told, you know, in the example, like I'm always like, God, give me a promise. If I'm going through a trial... Um, show me in your word, um, you know, a promise. And so usually, like when I was, um, when God showed me that first promise um, that I spoke about, um, whether you turn to the left or to the right, um, you'll hear a voice behind me saying, this is the way, walk in it. Uh, I was reading through the book of Isaiah. I was like, okay, I've never read through Isaiah before, so I'll just read, and I'll just go in verse by verse by verse. And it's like, all of a sudden, that scripture just, stood out on the page to me and I was like wow we have been through adversity we didn't it felt like it was like bread the bread of adversity and the water of affliction like we had been through a lot with your health issues and so um, it's just like that just spoke to me and spoke to my heart and so that's whenever I would write it down on a postcard or I would write a post-it note or something so that I could try to memorize it and put it into my heart and um, I'm so thankful for those times of trials because it really makes you dig into God's word and really just cling to it because it gives you like an anchor to hang on to. So last question, just wanted to give you a chance. Uh, someone asked me a profound question tonight about, you know, why do you love God and uh, who is he to you? And so I'd like to end on that. Why do you love God and who is he to you? He's everything to me. I mean, he... Um, speaks through rainbows to me. Um, he, um, like whenever I'm going to make a, a certain decision or whatever, I'm like, Lord, I need to hear from you. And then there'll be like a rainbow in the sky. And I'm just thankful for the little things in life that he does for me like that. All right. Well, thank you, my wife. Uh, thank you for sharing your heart with the church tonight. We appreciate you. And I hope that you all enjoyed her as she's kind of let her heart be revealed to you all tonight. Blessings. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that time with my wife, letting her share her faith and about how the Lord's worked in her life. I have been blessed knowing her as her husband. I've 
so blessed because she loves the Lord first and foremost. And I know that I have a prayer warrior beside me. We're walking through life together, both trying to love Jesus with all our hearts. She did mention about how her prayer time and her daily devotion means a lot to her. And so I want to encourage all of us that that's a key to all our Christian faith and walk is the time that we spend in the Word of God, listening to God, praying to Him, and spending time in our daily devotions to Him. In the book, Returning to Holiness, that most of us already finished reading, but if you're still reading it, there's so much good material in there. On page 78 of that book, he talks about having a powerful daily prayer life, and he gives five key steps to that. The first one is to commit to a time of prayer, a significant time of prayer alone to God, and let it not be interrupted, that you kind of shelter that time, or 15, 20, how many minutes you can, just to have time alone listening to God. The second thing he says is approach your prayer time as a relationship with God rather than required ritual. That it's not just like, oh, I've got to do this because, uh, you know, uh, it's what I'm supposed to do as a Christian. But you're actually walking into that time saying, Lord, I want to meet you. I want to be with you. I want to have a relationship with you. The third thing he says is make a commitment to balance your prayer life by regularly practicing the four different types of prayer. And so basically in prayer life, a lot of times, a lot of us go to him and say, oh, Lord, I need this, this, and this. But really, there's a prayer of thanksgiving and worship. There's a prayer of confession and repentance. Uh, there is a prayer of petition and supplication. And there's a prayer of intercession. And there's so many more prayers out there as well. But make sure you diversify your time when you're listening to the Lord and talking to him. The fourth thing he says is, in your daily petitions, focus more on the issues of personal character and holiness than our temporal needs. And then number five, in your daily intercessions, focus more on the issues of evangelism, missions, than on your temporal concerns. And so if you want to see your prayer life really grow strong with the Lord, then you start praying for godly things. Uh, godly things is your own personal holiness and also about how you're witnessing for him to the world. And so I want to encourage you all to be able to do that. Now we're going to practice a little bit of intercession. We have a lot of people that are turning in our church this week. We continue to pray for Preston and Kelly and their whole family the passing of Preston's mom and pray for them. The funeral will be tomorrow night at his dad's church. And so continue to pray for them at six o'clock. Also, I want to say to you, we've got some people going into surgery the next few weeks and days. We've got to pray for Debbie Langford as she goes into having a procedure. Also need to pray for Linda Ellis as she's going to be having a procedure up and coming. And also continue to remember that we need to continue to pray for uh, Diana Alderman as she is still trying to recover from her surgery. Now, also, I want us to continue to pray for our church that will be a lighthouse set up on a hill, making a difference to the world. That, as we've made an emphasis over the last few months, that we're going to continue to share Jesus with the people we meet. And so, I want to challenge each and every one of you listen, you have a story to tell. God's gave you a testimony. Use that testimony. Share your testimony for God's glory, for His kingdom. So, if you don't mind, pray with me right now, and, and we'll take these matters to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for tonight. We thank you that we can come before you, hear us, because you're the all-knowing, all-sovereign all God, watching over all things. You listen to the hearts of your children. Father, we pray tonight for the things that, that burdens our, our hearts of our members here in this church. We pray that you give us a thirst and desire to share the truth about who you are to the world around us. Father, we ask you to continue to bless our church and make sure that we become a lighthouse set up on a hill. And not only that, that we're able to... Uh, Expand, dear Lord, your, your kingdom work and helping out other churches, uh, being able to plant churches, being able to do mission work, not only just here, but abroad. Help us be a lighthouse to the world. 
Father, we just ask you again to help us, dear Lord, as we uh, want to seek you more, that you will give us a thirst for you and let us have our own personal daily devotion time with you. Father, we pray for those that are in need that in our church family. We pray for those that are mourning. We pray for Preston and Kelly and their whole family as they're mourning the loss of his mom. We pray for those who are about to go into procedures and surgeries. Father, we do pray for Linda Ellis. We also pray for Demi Langford. Father, we pray for also those that are recovering from surgeries. And we especially lift up to you today, uh, Carolyn Sloan. We also lift up to you, um, uh, Diana Alderman. Father, we also want to continue to pray for just um, you be able to be glorified, that we come here on Sunday mornings, that we'll be able to worship you. Father, we do pray for our youth groups or our children's ministries, that Father, you continue to let them be a blessing to all those they minister to. We thank you, Lord, for all your many blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great night.